0: Welcome to the Asset Management Friday's edition of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 45 years of combined experience in operations and management, and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems, manage their properties more efficiently, and become a best-in-class operator. 100% street talk. Let's jump in.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. All right. Today on the show, we have Neil Bawa. Neil, how are you? Fantastic, Kyle. Great to be back on the show. Perfect. Can you tell listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do?
2: Yeah, I'm a recovering technologist. I use the power of technology and outsourcing to drive my business. I'm a syndicator and a developer. Portfolio is multifamily student housing and self-storage or public storage. Roughly $250 million in the portfolio. We're also experts at equity raising, so we raise about $50 million.
3: Nice, nice. Welcome, Neil. To today, let's talk about marketing. How much do you rely on your third-party property management company for marketing?
2: Well, I rely on it just like everyone else does. But that doesn't mean that I believe that I shouldn't be doing something about it. So this is not a very common thing to do in the industry. If you look at, let's say, 10,000 companies that own large apartments, 100 units or over, less than 1%, less than half a percent of them are actually doing any marketing on their own. But I believe that this is extremely important. And I think that I've been validated by what we've seen with the virus here, right? So we've seen Ah, uh, lead flow go down across the board across the industry. So the fact that we've got our own marketing channels has been very critical and very beneficial. and our our team has been extremely active, you know, helping to hire photographers and videographers, building video tours and doing all of that stuff, and then pushing that out to residents, uh, doing uh, discounts and you know concessions and those sorts of things so that we can fill up our properties more. So my short answer is, I believe that syndicators should be doing their own marketing in just about every instance. Maybe not, you know, your top easiest to fill property, but in every other instance, I think that we should be providing additional marketing and not just relying upon the property manager because I I see too much variability there between property managers.
3: Right. Absolutely. So you have this thing called mega marketing and maybe can you explain a little bit about that?
2: So mega marketing and mega leasing are the two concepts that we use to fill our properties. Mega marketing is easier and can be done by less scaled syndicators. Mega leasing is much more hard because it requires a call center. So mega marketing is the process of generating a large number of tenant leads or prospect tenant leads by actively engaging tenants and doing a very large number of listings across the board. We do listings on lots of different engines. We also use Facebook Marketplace. Marketplace is the hardest to use compared to all of the others because it is an active conversation. So if you just list something on Marketplace, you will see a very large number of people with the same exact question, which is, is this available, right? So you're going to see that over and over and over again, when people just keep asking, is this still available or is this available? So it requires you know, a back and forth conversation, which obviously is very manpower heavy, but then we've got other channels that we use. We use the Zillow marketplace, we use Cozy, we use Rentler, we use RentLinks. There's so many different engines that we use and it's not just enough to use those engines. What we also do on an active basis is we go and refresh our listings. So a lot of these engines allow you to refresh your listings more than once a day. For example, on Rent links, we refresh four times a day. And what that does, Gary, is, you know, refreshing is almost the act of bumping your, list back up, your listing back up to the top, right? Because what will happen is you'll put your listing in and then an hour later, somebody else will put the listing in and now there's a, on top. And so you get buried within a couple of hours and no one sees your listing. So you get a bunch of leads and then you get no leads, right? And so the process of refreshing your ads is a very key process. And we try and do as much of that as possible. Nice.
3: What is the biggest bang for your buck? I, the Facebook marketplace doesn't seem like, you know, if you had X amount of time and money, that's not a good place. What would be a good thing to focus on?
2: Well, if you were a scale syndicator, it is Facebook marketplace, but then you're, you're spending a lot of, you know, money on it, but you're also getting a lot of money out of it, right? But if you're not a scale syndicator, then I would suggest that you look at, at Rent Links. So they have a annual membership that you can buy for all of your properties and you can basically, um, bill each property separately and rentlinks requires very little work once you set up the ad. so that's a very powerful uh, source that you should certainly use rentlinks ends with an x not a ks so r e n t l i n x so that's a that's a powerful source and i i'd say it's probably best bang for your time and buck so that's that's one that you should use we've tried using craigslist which has been extremely variable So there are metros where we get a phenomenal response from Craigslist, Craigslist, and then there are other metros where it's completely dead. And I don't mean like low response. I mean completely dead. We don't get one lead. So it's one of those things where you have to experiment with your metro to see if if Craigslist is useful. Also ask your property managers to see if they have a regional engine. In Utah, 50% of our lead flow comes from an engine called Rentler, and we've never received one lead in other states from Rentler. Not one. I mean, so it seems to be just a Utah engine, and it works phenomenally well there. So you have to know what the local engines are in your market.
3: Nice. Yeah. When you, before you buy a property, you need to know that submarket, and and I guess when you're at marketing as well, you need to know that that submarket.
2: It's a process of learning. I mean, you know, I I wouldn't buy a property just because I I knew how to market in that area. There's lots of other reasons. But once I buy the property, I want to be as aggressive as possible to keep it rented up, especially today where you know, we have a major crisis hitting us.
3: Absolutely. I mean, a couple percentage points on your economic occupancy is, is a huge return for, for you and your investors.
2: It's a massive return. So, you know, basically almost all of the profit in the apartment industry is between the 87% and the 97% mark. That's where, if not all of your profit, the overwhelming majority of your profit lies there. So a lot of people don't understand that when your occupancy reduces 1%, your profits often reduce by 10%. So you have to go, ouch. And sometimes the fact that it's 1% means that people don't react. And that's the problem.
3: So a lot of our listeners are, are, don't have that scale. You know, they're maybe they've done a few, few properties. So what would, does that cost look like to do this mega leasing and marketing with the only like a 200 unit complex? You know, I know you're using VAs. So what would that cost look like?
2: The short answer is, I mean, if, if you've only got one property, you're looking at one virtual assistant, you can't possibly give them eight hours a day of work. So use them for other things, right? So it's a few hours a day of a virtual assistant. So if they're costing you five bucks an hour and it's two hours a day, it's, it's 10 bucks a day. So over a, over a year, you know, it can't possibly be more than $3,000, right? That's right? So that's, 3, but that's mega marketing, not mega leasing. Mega leasing is an advanced concept. And I would suggest that if you're doing it for one property, you're, you're not going to make any money on it. You might lose money on it. It really needs to be done across a set of properties. So we, we have seven properties on mega leasing, which basically is a call center. So it's 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. It works with mega marketing. So it's always last in, first out. So it's a LEFO call center, last in, first out, which means the the lead that just came in is the one that will receive an immediate callback. Because we find that internet leads are gold in the first five minutes, they're bronze in the next hour, and then they're cop. you know, well, I'd say they're silver in the next hour, and then bronze for the rest of the day, and then they're shit the next day. Right? If you're not calling the same day, you're you're, you're wasting your time. I mean, it's a total waste of time to call internet leads the following day, because they don't just fill out your form, they're going to fill out a bunch of forms, right? So whoever calls them first, and maybe whoever calls them second is going to actually get the appointment.
3: Yeah, that's so important. Absolutely. Kyle, you take it away from here.
1: Yep. Neil, we ask every guest this last question. What is your asset management superpower? The use of data, the use of uh, looking at
2: trends. So I, I tell people what you cannot measure, you cannot manage. And a lot of people with asset management, there's this, this belief, oh, well, I'm just going to use a standard MMR and what they don't understand is that an MMR is a snapshot in time, right? So it's it's last week. What they're not doing, what I don't see enough people doing is looking at that week snapshot and having a dashboard that says, how did we do the last four weeks? And then how did we do the last 13 weeks? And if you're not constantly looking at that four-week rollback or that 13-week rollback, then you're not doing it right, right? So here's a, here's a perfect example of superpowers you see your weekly dashboard and you see that your property manager has managed to do three unit turns. And you're like, you know, and it's a 250 unit apartment complex. You're happy. Oh, three unit turns. He's doing really well. No, but if you look at the last four weeks, he's done three in one week. He's done one in one week and then two in one week and zero in another week. So what he's actually done is he's only done six unit turns over four weeks And that's one and a half unit a week. You cannot ever hit 95% occupancy if you only turn one and a half unit a week on a 250 unit. Right? So bottom line is you cannot have this constant conversation based on what's happening this week. You've also got to go back to four weeks before. And that means measurement. If you cannot measure, you cannot manage.
1: Yep. 100%. I love that. I mean, we talk about that too, as far as when you look at days vacant on a rent roll, it doesn't matter how many days vacant, it's where is the bottleneck in that days vacant? Is it during eviction? Is it during a unit turn, a full rehab or lease up? Because if you don't know that you could be looking at, Hey, why aren't we leasing this up? But maybe it's in the rehab or vice versa. So you really got to dig one step level deeper.
2: Yeah. I mean, asset management is a process of fixing one bottleneck and hitting the next one the next day. Right. So the moment you fix a leasing bottleneck, you're gonna hit one for rehab. The moment you hit one for rehab, then the the paperwork processing is gonna be your bottlenecks. And what's interesting is the bottlenecks never really go away. You kind of temporarily push past them and then they come back because you know, a maintenance staff at your property gets changed. And when that happens, everything changes again and, and you have to just restart the process.
1: Yep. 100%. Awesome. Thanks, Neil, for coming on the show and adding value on the subject to marketing. So today I learned a couple things, a bunch of things. So do your own marketing. Don't rely on property management. It seems like a numbers game. So refreshing listings and getting as many listings out there as possible. And then rely on data and asset management, things like digging in and looking for that bottleneck. So can you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and where they can find you?
2: Absolutely. The best way to find me right now is multifamilyu.com. That's multifamily followed by the letter u.com. And the thing that you would want to see right now is our asset management series on coronavirus, right? What are we doing specific to coronavirus? We've done webinars there that are posted on the website. So go there, take a look at those webinars. And I think that'll give you a good feel because it seems like coronavirus is reinventing asset management. So multifamilyu.com
1: great all right to all our listeners thanks for listening in and if you like this episode please head over to itunes or stitcher give us a like subscribe and review so we can uh, help grow this audience even more we'll talk to you next week
0: thanks for listening if you enjoyed the show please go to itunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners you can also go to the passive income through Multifamily real estate group on facebook so you can reach kyle and gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.